Hey everyone, Colin here from Salt of the Streets. I neglected to plug ourselves during the recording of this show, so I'm doing a little post-recording here. You can head on over to the official home of Salt of the Streets over at saltofthestreets.com where you can check out links to all of our content and a couple little extra things. You can find out a little bit more about Don and myself right there, or you can follow us on Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Make sure to give us a like on Facebook at Salt of the Streets. I am also at Big Bird Offy on both the Twitter machine and the Instagram. Donovan is at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. We have podcasts that drop on every podcast feed on Mondays. Audio blog posts drop on Tuesdays. Did I say Tuesday? I meant Thursday. Sometimes Fridays, depending on how the work week goes. And of course, there's always the lovely YouTube channel, the Salt of the Streets YouTube channel. Make sure to go over there and subscribe. We drop videos on Mondays, and that would be the pre-show. Tuesdays are the full-on video podcast. I spend a lot of my time on Sundays editing those. So please, go on over there. Give us a like. Check us out. Make sure you subscribe. Other than that, I think we're good to go. We checked all the boxes. Yes, my, my producer is saying, yes, we did it. All right. Well... Without further ado, enjoy this week's audio blog post. Welcome back, everybody, once again to the Salt of the Streets audio blog post. Colin coming back at you this week in a very chilly studio. I got a new microphone in front of my face. I'm excited about it. I'm sounding good in my headphones. I'm hoping I sound good to you. And this week, during the blog post, I am not really going to have a structured situation again. It's kind of an impromptu one. What can I say? It's been one of those weeks. We have an inbound snowpocalypse, snowmageddon, whatever you want to call it, winter storm on its way. It's supposed to start on Friday afternoon. So by the time you're catching this, unless you're a night owl like Paul, that's right, Paul, I'm calling you out on the podcast, homie. You're probably getting this on Friday. So hopefully you guys have hunkered down, you've gathered your supplies, and you are just staying put for the full-on four to six inches that the news is predicting. Although, I mean, I'm looking on the NOAA website, and apparently the local news stations are kind of making a huge deal about this. But hey, we'll cross our fingers and hope for the best, won't we? And while the snowpocalypse works its way out, we're going to talk about some kind of bigger themed issues today. We're going to talk about idealism versus realism. And this all kind of stems from the release of the, essentially the bullet points and the main themes from the so-called Green New Deal promulgated by members of the Democratic Party, like the self-proclaimed Democratic Socialist herself, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the young female Bernie Sanders, and her push towards this, this concept of a Green New Deal, which I think we're going to save the specific, the specifics of it until the podcast on Saturday, of course, Snowpocalypse permitting. And we're going to focus more on the idea of what is the most ideal legislative path forward and what is a realistic legislative path forward with something like the Green New Deal. It brings to me, at least, it brings to mind something like how socialism is supposed to be the most equity-based, fair, governmental system in the world. Very much following in the footsteps of communism, 
And as we all know, if you read the Communist Manifesto, which I'm sure all of you have, of course, because why wouldn't you? It's a thrilling read that communism on paper generally tends to work itself out. It kind of it, it treats people as a math equation in a way. If everything is equal and no one is getting more than anyone else and everybody's doing their part, everyone should be equal, right? But unfortunately, we've seen it play out time and time again throughout history that it, things don't really work that way. We talked last week on the podcast, Don and I, about Venezuela and the complete and utter shit show that that country is dealing with right now. We have a an interim, you know, impromptu government that has broken away from an evil regime who has essentially taken the socialistic, partially socialistic nation of Venezuela and essentially turned it into an authoritarian dictatorship. Lenin, Stalin, the Khmer Rouge. I mean, these things have gone down in history as utter and complete failures every single time. But I suppose that's that's not the point here. The point here is that we're America, and if we're going to do socialism, we're going to do it the better than anyone else has done it before. I mean, we're America. We can make anything happen, right? But it doesn't matter how awesome America is at making whatever we put our mindset to possible. If we want to land a man on the moon, we can land a man on the moon. But we can't make socialism work because socialism doesn't factor in the human component. It is a wonderful ideal, the fact that everyone would be equal, that everyone will have a job, there will be zero unemployment, everybody will never have to worry about a, you know, a place to live, food on the table, anything. It's a wonderful ideal. It's, I mean, it, it seems almost un-American to not want everyone in your country to be as well off or better off than you are. But again, it's an ideal. And not to mention the fact that it runs counter to our core foundational beliefs in liberty and freedom. The ability to do what you want, when you want, within the bounds of the law. That's what this this country was founded on. That's what makes America, America. The idea that you can do whatever you want within the bounds of the law, and you can reap what you sow, for better or for worse. Now, by the numbers, idealism is the practice of forming or persuading ideals, especially unrealistically. Now, that brings into mind the opposite side of this. And this is, this is realism, the attitude or practice of accepting a situation as it is and being prepared to deal with it accordingly. Now, this is why I chose to compare idealism and realism, not so much idealism and say pragmatism and that's because as much as we love america make america great maga 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 all that good stuff america is the greatest country on the face of the planet always was always will be but we're not perfect and we know that we we have skeletons in our closet that we're continually trying to work on and we'll continue to work on them until we figure them out and that's what realism is Realism is understanding that there is always going to be a human factor in the equation. We can hope and pray for this idealistic world of complete and utter equity, equality, but it's never going to happen because we are all people. None of us, we're not all carbon clones of each other. We all have problems that are completely different than our neighbors. 
I'm sure you have different problems than your girlfriend or boyfriend or your your spouse or whatever. Everyone is different. And, and so idealist concepts like socialism just will never, ever work out. In my mind, every single idealistic nation that is not based on freedom and liberty, allowing people to do what they want to do within a certain set of rules, ultimately leads to an authoritarian dictatorship of some sort. Whether that dictatorial leader is an individual like Stalin or Lenin or the Khmer Rouge or Adolf Hitler or Mussolini or Kim Jong-un. It could also take the form of a governmental party or a governmental system like, again, the governments of those leaders. Even if there is not an individual leader appointed to make the calls, if the authoritarian dictatorship comes in the form of a governmental body, like the Nazi party, for example, other forms would be the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, so on and so forth. There's, there's a million of these things, and they all have one thing in common. The state has absolute power, and the individual citizens of that country all must do what they say so that everyone can get their piece of the pie. There's no room for any outside thought. There never is. This is why every single time that socialism has been tried, or an ideal government of some kind, it never works out. That's why our ideal government is a government for the people, by the people, run by our elected representatives. And yes, even that there, we have some problems. We have a lot of problems because, again, we are all just people. We all have problems. But in the end, we are realistic about our problems. We understand that we have problems and we try to solve them and move forward. It's not that difficult a concept to understand. And for whatever reason, these people that get behind these ideals of socialism, the, the fact that you can have free this, you can have free that, we're going to take care of you. It's unrealistic. It is solely idealistic. And ideals never seem to work out as they are planned. And once again, it's because there's always one factor no one can ever equate for. It's the human factor. Now, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts this week with the man known as Jack Dorsey. He is the CEO of Twitter and Square. Uh, Twitter being the point we're really going to focus on here. And this is because I've heard him talk on a lot of these podcasts, like interviewed by Sam Harris on his uh, newly named um, Not Waking Up podcast anymore. Now, I can't remember the name of it. I will look it up, but he was also on the Joe Rogan experience this week. And oh, it's the Making Sense podcast now with Sam Harris. Highly recommend it, by the way. He had a wonderful episode. The first episode of it under its newly minted name uh, was the Stephen Fry, the British comedian slash, you know, writer slash, I don't know, really interesting individual. Highly recommend. But Jack talked a lot about his original ideals for what Twitter would be. You know, it's an internet-based text message service, essentially, that allowed people to communicate with each other all over the world. And he then went on to explain that once people got involved, realized that it 
it just was out of their hands and they could do their best to control it the best way they can. And of course, there's a whole lot of controversy on Twitter now, but essentially the major factor in losing control of Twitter and not seeing it become what it has become today was the human factor. He had an ideal, he put it out into the world, and now he can only deal with it on a realistic basis. He has to deal with the problems at hand. This is a perfect example. If you can't do it with a tech company, how the hell are you going to do it with a full-blown national government? And actually, I would like to bring up something about the State of the Union address that President Trump gave on Tuesday. There was a line in his entire, I want to say it was an hour and a half long State of the Union. Uh, A lot of it we'd already heard of for, but uh, some of it was actually pretty good. Very, very interesting. I will definitely say it was very interesting, and we will talk more about that on the podcast on Saturday. Of course, again, snowpocalypse pending. But he did say something, and it was the fact that America will never be a socialist country. And I believe that. I don't think any American would actually allow that to happen. Because again, it's an amazing ideal. The fact that everyone would be equal. That there would be no problems left in our country as far as economic equality or educational equality you know, it wouldn't matter where you grew up or what neighborhood you were born into or anything, because we would all be the same and everyone would get a check and everyone would have a job and everyone would have a house and everything would be wonderful. But that's never going to happen in America because we believe in freedom, because we believe in the fact that if I try harder, I just might be able to get ahead. I might be able to do better than my parents did. I might be able to do better than my neighbor. I might be able to provide a life for my family that I never once thought possible. If I try hard enough, if I get a little lucky, and if I dedicate my life to being successful, then I can do that because this is America. And in a socialistic America, you can never, ever have that dream. The American dream dies with socialism. And I'm sorry, but that is the realistic way to look at it. There is no possible way that by putting some governmental institutions in place that everyone in America will be equal. Because everyone in America has the freedom of thought. And unless we all become completely brainwashed robots all collectively moving towards the same exact goal in this same exact fashion, something like socialism will never work out. And so until that day comes when I become a socialistically minded brainwashed robot, the only ideals I'm going to carry are the ideals of freedom and liberty. And I'll continue to look at the world in a realistic fashion, trying to solve the problems that we have one day at a time. I suggest you do the same. After all, we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Again, my name is Colin, and my podcast better half is Donovan, also known as Father Donovan, maybe Papa Donovan. I don't know. You guys got to help me out. Let's come up with an awesome dad nickname for Donovan. Anyways, we are Salt of the Streets, and we're out here doing our thing, trying to bridge the gap between people and information. Don't forget to check out our live show upcoming 
Again, snowpocalypse pending this Saturday on the Facebook. Check out. Make sure you like the Salt of the Streets Facebook page to make sure your notifications are on to get notified before we go live so you can join in the conversation. We'll see you guys there.